0: Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is the New LF program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mange. <music> On today's bubble slot, we'll be having Sister Becky Arunga talk about the beginning of knowledge. The health segment will be brought to us by Emmanuel Sande, and today he'll talk about passive smoking. As usual, we have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song, There is a Fight by Navasha Central Choir. you e that song by Nevasha Choir. Let us now give room to Emmanuel Sunday with the health segment. Stay tuned.
1: Hello and welcome to our health programs. In today's program, we're going to talk about passive smoking Let's start with the question Did you know that you don't have to light a cigarette to be a smoker Standing near someone who's smoking and inhaling that smoke can make you an involuntary or what's known as a passive smoker The effect on your health is the same if not worse This smoke is a mixture containing more than 4000 substances of which more than 40 are known to cause cancer in humans or animals, and many of which are strong irritants. 3,000 non-smokers die each year of lung cancer. Children, in particular, are affected by passive smoke, especially those whose parents or relatives are smokers. These children run the risk of respiratory infections leading to pneumonia and bronchitis. It's estimated that each year, Passive smoking is responsible for between 150 to 300,000 lower respiratory tract infections in infants under 18 months. It's also established that almost two-thirds of crib death can be attributed to the effects of cigarette smoking. The result is nearly 10,000 hospitalizations each year. Children exposed to secondhand smoke are also more likely to have reduced lung function and symptoms of respiratory irritation and particularly asthma. One has also experienced the symptoms of passive smoking will recognize the discomfort of irritated eyes, nose and throat, as well as coughing. The tobacco industry makes it difficult for some countries to protect the rights of the non-smokers because of the potential financial gain from the industry. If your lungs could talk, they would question your sanity. You buckle up when you get into your car because you're safety conscious, but you still light up a cigarette. Out of every 1,000 young people who smoke 20 cigarettes a day, six will be killed in traffic accidents, but 250 will be killed by smoking. If your lungs could talk, they would beg to belong to someone else, an smoker. in this case. So if you're a smoker, remember what you're doing. Even if you yourself don't mind, it can affect those around you. And unsmokers be warned, the fact that you don't smoke or have quit doesn't mean you're absolutely safe from the dangers of tobacco. If you want to stop smoking, try and spot the danger spots and avoid them by doing other constructive things instead of smoking, such as outdoor exercises daily. You should also target a day to give up the habit for once and for all. Lastly, you should decide to put them down, the cigarettes down for good. Remember, the apostle Paul said that God is at work within you, helping you to want to obey him, and then helping you to do what he wants. Do you know what you want? Then ask God he'll give you. Dear listener, we thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. abundantly. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for finding time to join me. Remember to send your views, comments, or questions about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276 100 Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us through awi-nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track, Yesu Nahitaji, by Navasha Central Choir. spiritual thirst as she talks about the beginning of knowledge.
2: How beautiful it is to be in God's presence. Many are the blessings that come with being in the divine presence of God. And I thank you very much for choosing to be found in such a place at such a time as this, that together we may study what God has prepared for his people, for they that love him, that are called according to his purpose. I invite us to share in a prayer, even as we begin, I am Becky Arunga. Heavenly Father, Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Glory and honor be unto your name for every good and perfect gift. You have given us the chance and the opportunity to be in your divine presence, to study your word of truth and to learn of your patient ways. How I pray, dear Lord, that as we study your word, you may give us an understanding heart, write your commandments upon the tablets of our heart, that we may know that which you have in store for us and that we may live daily giving praise to your holy name. Abide with us till we come to a safe close in Jesus name. Amen. And now beloved of God as we study the book of Proverbs it is one of those books that is full of words of wisdom that we can use in our day-to-day lives to help us to live a life worthy of the higher calling of faith. Now the book of Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1 begins by telling us who wrote this proverb. And uh, it begins by saying the proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. That by beginning in this manner, we are told of Solomon as the person who wrote the proverb. And we know too well the lifestyle of Solomon, how he lived and how he was able to ascend the throne as a son of David. Verse 2 says, To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment and equity, to give prudence to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction." Beloved, the account given in Proverbs as written by Solomon bring to perspective a particular set of what we ought to do. And so we realize that the Proverbs come to play or come to being to give prudence the simple. They achieve a particular objective in our lives. And one of that is that we may know wisdom and instruction. Indeed, in the times that we are living in, knowledge increases. Men run to and fro to receive knowledge. The philosophy of the time is being appreciated by many. And none is left, including young children are taken to school right from kindergarten going upwards. Each one of us has the thirst and desire to acquire knowledge. But our efforts to acquire that same knowledge misdirected? The question we need to ask in our quest for knowledge, are we obtaining wisdom? Are we getting the right information that the Lord desires of us? And to that question, the book of Proverbs comes in handy. Because one of the objective of the proverb is that we may know wisdom and instruction. That we may be able to perceive the words of understanding that we may receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Many are the times that our rights have been trampled upon. Many are the times that the corruption in the world has taken away even the very basic needs from us. But a keen study of the word of God reminds us of what we need to do to achieve a just end, of the impending judgment that is to come, And how God desires that we treat each other equitably. But beloved, something stands out that a wise man will hear and increase in learning. So what does it take to be a wise man? What does it take to be full of wisdom? But this is what the word of God says in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We cannot get wisdom and knowledge apart from the word of God. We cannot get wisdom and knowledge unless it is given to us by God. Because the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Many are the people who are full of degrees of different kinds, but are lacking in wisdom because they have no fear of God. Beloved, it is something that we need to take into our hearts. To fear God does not mean that we become afraid of God. To fear God calls us to a life of reverence, a life of appreciating that God is God, a life of understanding that God created the universe and all the host in it, to understand that it is on account of God's masses that we are sustained on a day-to-day basis. This is a lofty call that we cannot attain on our own. And so day by day we need to rely on our Savior Jesus Christ to help us to attain this standard. Many are the times that the Lord has given us His commandment, His word of truth, that by living it, by beholding Him, we may become more and more like Him. But how often do we cast aside the word of God as recorded in the Bible and take heed of other things that do not or are, are not material to our lives. And so God is calling us this day, and is reminding us that in our quest for worldly wisdom and knowledge, have we set time? Have we purposed in our hearts to be acquainted with the knowledge that comes from God? That out of the fear of God. It is something that we need to know. It is something that we need to do and we need to understand. The fear of the Lord brings us to worship God. The fear of the Lord brings us to revere his holy name. The fear of the Lord makes us to understand the dealings of God. The book of Revelation chapter 14 verse 6 and 7 brings to view an everlasting gospel message. The John the Revelator records, Then I saw an angel flying in the midst of air, having the everlasting gospel to proclaim unto every nation, tribe, tongue, and kindred. And with a loud voice the angel said, Fear God and give him glory. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and all that is in it, for the hour of his judgment is come. That brings to us the concept that when we fear God, when we revere his holy name, we need to obey him for the hour of his judgment is come. And why is it important for us to understand so? Because God shall bring to book every deed, whether evil or good, and so one duty remains of mankind to fear God and keep his commandments. I don't know your relationship with God, how it has been. Is it that you're afraid of God or that you revere his holy name? Is it that you are afraid of the consequences that comes to disobeying God or rather you have marveled at the beauty of God and just desire to be in his presence? I invite you, my beloved, take time to praise God. Take time to be with God. Take time to understand the Word of God. Praise the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Praise the Lord for who He is. And praise God from whom all blessings flow. He is our Lord. He is our God. He is our Redeemer. He calls us to remember that the fear of him is the beginning of wisdom. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing. You have given us an opportunity to be in your presence, to study your word of truth and to learn of your patient ways. God, this day you have reminded us that wisdom comes as a result of fearing you that the hour of your judgment is come, and so we ought to fear you, Lord, that judgment shall be according to every good deed or evil deed that we have done. And, Lord, I pray that you may give us the grace to trust you more, to take you at your word, and to learn of the truths that you've set forth before us. O blessed Redeemer, many are the times that we have faltered and not taken heed to keep your word of truth. And I just pray that you may meet us at our point of need, remind us of our duty towards you and towards each other. Teach us to love you wholeheartedly and to revere your presence and your holy name. Thank you for answering our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, I am most grateful you found time to be in God's presence. Now may the good Lord bless you and teach you what it means to fear him. Till next time, be blessed.
0: Thank you for making Adventist World Radio a favorite station. It has been great, and I hope through the masses of God, you'll join me next time. Don't forget to send us your thoughts concerning this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box forty two seven six Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through AWR Nairobi at akaadventist.org I've been a host, friend, and presenter, Samuel Mug. Until then, stay safe. Stay blessed. Oh, <laughs> you